0: That's how it works all right
1: what are Go we ahead. doing we're doing it's fine it's fun. <laughs> good morning good to morning. all of you all out there in the it's fine world welcome Even it's not morning when you look at this good day to you do me a favor and hit play in the morning time so <laughs> hey y'all Hi, hey y'all <laughs> well now hey. that the dogs have
0: started stopped barking so at your house we gotta get the kids to stop screaming. Uh-huh. At my
1: house we gotta get the dogs. It's ridiculous. Right. It really is the same thing. It it, sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is wracking. What did we talk about last week? Um we, I was frazzled, that's what it was.
0: You were okay. frazzled with the churns. I was doing the no noise November. Oh yes.
1: Let's have yeah. let yes. How how's that? How are, how's that?
0: Actually it's going really good. It's helped it's helping keep my mind in a good place. So, good. um, but however, my husband got in my car the other day with me and I guess there was a Christian song that was on that was a little too secular sounding.
1: Secular. And
0: so he gets in the car. He's like, I thought this was no noise, November. <laughs> and I was like, this is on 90.9. Who you judging?
1: Who you judging? is the hard gangster rap station here where we live so Shannon called Christians (laughs) I'm just kidding but anyway it was ridiculous ridiculous so it's going well it's going well
0: do you miss the noise every once in a while when there's a boring song on the radio stations and I don't feel like plugging in my bluetooth it would be so much easier
1: just to turn you don't plug in bluetooth bluetooth I mean the definition of bluetooth But I still love technology. (laughs) Go ahead. When you don't feel like plugging in your Bluetooth. I have ugly things in my head right now. Do you play it from Napster? No, I'm a...
0: (laughs) Okay. I was actually going to tell you that I listen to Spotify. But I'm like, she was being... You were being snarky. Facetious. Facetious. Ah. anyway yeah, play it from spotify play it from spotify yeah but whatever i'll listen to napster if i want <laughs> that's how you download your
1: music cool yeah We're how good. about you i have noise november. how are
0: your children going did you get rid of them yet <laughs> noise
1: november is in full effect full swing uh things are fine i mean we are just being really intentional with our time with the kids and maintaining discipline. And I just think we're getting a handle on it. You know, Um, I feel like they feed off of each other. So everything's good. You know what I've noticed, pause. Every time we're on this, I scratch my nose. I think that's a nervous thing. Cause I'll, like when we watch our videos, I find myself always doing this. (coughs) I'm always scratching my nose. Is that a thing? It's called anxiety. Sometimes. I was gonna put my arms in my armpits, my hands, but then I have coffee. I drink all my coffee. Clearly it's fall. Because we have coffee and we have a roaring fire behind us. I have us. sadness because I drank all my coffee. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, uh, things are good. Things are good. We're just figuring it out. It's normal life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, me and Jose are making sure that we are team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's, that's really cool. Team Salinas. Ooh, ooh. So, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> and what else? What else happened this week? I don't know. Oh, I kind of had the... I had the snots, so I was congested and not feeling good. So I got a little bit of residual quaffing going on here. I don't mean to trump that, but trump. I had the pink eye this week. You guys know what causes that, right? What causes it, Shin <laughs> When someone farts on your pillow, you get pink eyes. So. Stephen farted on my pillow. Or an elf. That's what we tell our children. <laughs> Steven's just
0: a big elf. That's He's all a big elf.
1: He didn't have a pointy hat, like with the green and red stuff. You don't stripes. know that? I don't know that. <clears throat> so, are you better? You're all better? Yeah, I think so. You got you some ointment? <laughs> <laughs> Did you squeeze your pink eye on me? Did you put oint, ointment, ointment?
0: No, I didn't use no ointment. You just, you just waited it out? I just waited it out. That's what I always do. I'm blind in that eye now, but you know it's fine.
1: <laughs> my uh, my retina has fallen off, but yeah. you
0: know it's fine. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I just
0: tried to eat a little bit better that day and took some probiotics, and I'm like, okay, body, do your job, mm. heal thyself, mm. and it did. So we're good. You just willed it to heal itself. I did. I was like, you will get better. To the camera to your phone? No, I was talking to me. Look, I'm right there. Right there. I was talking to me. Anyway, do, do, do you remember the boys in the hall from the nineties or whatever? They had this thing where this guy was sitting in this window and he would watch people walk by and he would have his finger <laughs> this side and he's like, I'm crushing your head. <laughs> no. Boys in the hall? When it boys in the hall. I have no idea. Of it? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm am- crushing your head. I can't wait. Because I got a big hand
1: <laughs> full of brains. There it is. I'm some- crushing your head. <laughs> Stop. I'm, just, I'm distracted. <laughs> I use this new root boost stuff that Shannon told me about. Mm-hmm. And I use it mm-hmm like third person. The, and it's mm-hmm. it's got me having a cow lick that I don't always have. So anyway you let's talk beautiful. about oh, thank you. Always. <laughs> stop Always. Uh, let's talk about things that matter okay okay go
0: oh my gosh okay Be pertinent. so this is um this is me saying that I realized so I realized this you know how you realize things but then it's like you realize it even more than you realize it like it m- means something different yeah okay So I know that anytime you deal with a wound or some, you're healing in some area, there's always things behind that that need to be healed and there's more healing to be done. It's a process. Um, And when you deal with the big chunk, you think, oh, you know, it's pretty good. Well, then there's all these little things behind that Mm -hmm. big chunk and it's just like, I still have a ways to go. Yeah. So, um... As you know, as you know, as many of you know, I was divorced uh, two years ago after being married for 24 years, um, which is a long time. That's Mm -hmm. a lifetime, actually. Um, And I did a lot of hard work um, just surrendering that to Jesus and just recognizing that my identity was not that failure, the failure of the divorce. Because first of all, you know, every step of the way through that marriage, every night I would ask myself, did I do everything I could do in this marriage to make it the best marriage it possibly could be? And that was my question every night because I knew that, um, especially towards the end, I knew that my spouse wasn't working for it. Um, And so I knew it was crumbling but I wanted to be able to say at the end that I had done everything that God had called me to do. Mm-hmm. That I, I mean, I, I read every book. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I tried to be compassionate. I loved as best as I possibly could. Um, I mean, I gave it 100% of myself, sometimes yeah. even more. Um, so I wanted to be able, at the end of the day, especially when I saw the divorce coming, I wanted to be able to say, I did everything that I that God called me to do yeah. and so when I did actually sign those papers I was able to do that with a clear conscience knowing that I had done everything there was mm-hmm. not one shred of me that I could have given more um, <clears throat> which is kind of how I want to arrive in heaven
1: yeah
0: I want to know that I gave every single ounce of myself every single day to where I'm dried up by the time <laughs> I get to heaven <laughs> you know? just shriveled up
1: yeah
0: um but when you do that you know it just it takes a toll it, it takes a toll on you mm-hmm. and so I had to deal with some some things that involve that now let me say this right around the same time that I was getting a divorce I was reading books from like Lisa Turkhurst and all these women who were married and You know they're like you've got to fight for your marriage and Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff and it just kind of made me feel less than because i'm like well she's living in her nice little white house driving her nice little car with her little family and you know everything Mm -hmm. she's fought for her marriage and things have worked out for her but for you you're not you're not as good as her or god hasn't chosen to bless you the way that he's chosen to bless her Mm -hmm. very comparison trappy Mm -hmm. so i kind of resented. Honestly, I kind of resented reading books from women Mm. who talked about marriages and how their marriages worked because they surrendered them to God. Because I had done all the things that they talked about and it didn't work out for me that way. Mm -hmm. So Lisa Turkhurst was one of those people. And anytime she came out with a book or whatever, I was like, "Womp womp, (laughs) Uninvited. I get it. Made to what? Okay. Best yes. So, um, anyway at the same time I was getting my divorce, I remember reading a thing from her on her Facebook page that her husband had had an affair, and he had stepped away from the marriage, and there was no reconciliation to be found, even though she had done everything. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I was like, girl, yeah. you and me, yeah. I got you, yeah. I, am, I am with you, I am in ministry, I have, my husband had every single resource that you possibly could imagine. And still chose to walk the way he did, just as her husband did. Well, after that, it was like, I wanted to read everything she had. And um, I, I, of course, I didn't retroactively read any of her books or anything. But (laughs) I was reading, like, her posts and, you know, stuff like that. And I was really understanding her. Well, she just came out with a new book um, this past week or the week before. And it's called, it wasn't meant to be this way, I think is the name of it. And anyway, I'm reading it and they're back together, her husband and her are back together. But because I've seen what she walked through, I totally get it. And I am reading this book and it is bringing up, you know, now that I've dealt with some of the big stones, it's dealing with all the little pebbles that Mm -hmm. were holding the big stone in place. Mm -hmm. And so just uh, working through some of that stuff. and It's wrecking you. Yeah. So this week has mm-hmm. just been one of those weeks where you know I just don't have a lot of mental margin, mm-hmm. and because uh, I'm just dealing with it, uh, dealing with some spiritual aspects of it, yeah. just seeking God in His Word, mm-hmm. and you
1: know, um, finding out His truths about me. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it actually makes me think of uh, I don't know of how, how many people know, but Jose and I actually separated probably eight years ago or so. Gosh, maybe less than that. I'm not sure. And we were separated for just a few months and um, then we got back together and started fresh. Like, we, we filed for divorce, but we pulled the paper, we reconciled, whatever. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I was blogging and all this stuff and writing a lot, got a lot of attention mm-hmm. for, like, everybody wanted to know the story and what did we do and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I just... Like, try to remain as transparent as possible. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, not long ago, a few weeks ago, I had lunch with a friend, an old friend, that we were friends before Jose and I separated, and then we kind of just fell apart, and then we kind of found each other on Facebook and decided to meet for lunch or whatever. And now, like, since then, she has gotten divorced, yeah, and she's a single mom now, and she was telling me at lunch that she resented me because she was like, I don't know if you remember but years ago when you and Jose got back together, I messaged you talking about how did you do it? How did you work through these things? And I was basically the Lisa Turkhurst, fight for your marriage, fight for your mm-hmm. marriage, fight for your marriage, perfect house, perfect whatever, cause we had reconciled. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you didn't know what I was going through. And you kept telling me to do that. And I was just like, I was stunned. Mm-hmm. Because at the time it, it was very truthful. Like, mm-hmm. I yes, fight tooth and nail, everything yeah. you can do, submit yourself mm-hmm. to the Lord, and just, you know, you're going to go down, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to go down fighting. Mm-hmm. And that's the advice that I gave her in the moment. But then, you know, fast forward to our lunch, she was like, I, I was so mad at you. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was like, well, that's not fair. Like, mm-hmm. I just told you what I knew. Yeah. But then when I kind of just like let wisdom speak into it, I'm like, that's very, it's very real. You know what I mean? Because not every marriage can be reconciled like mine was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for you to say that, that's huge. And then she was, now she said she was mad at that time. Mm -hmm. And now that she's divorced, she knows that it was the right thing. And it was a similar situation. Um, Mm -hmm. Her husband had affairs and they just grew apart. And it just, it just wasn't a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't a godly marriage anyway. You Mm -hmm. know, they weren't submitted to the Lord. And so anyway, it was just sobering to be that person to hear that. And then now, like even today, uh, working on our reconciled marriage is mm-hmm. difficult you know we did start fresh mm-hmm. but we're still you know we're still human we're still working yeah. through it and so it's really interesting the different perspectives mm-hmm. um, on marriage and whatnot and like these days uh, I feel I'm getting comfortable you know what I mean and mm-hmm. And that's not a good place to be. Getting comfortable, just kind of going with the flow. And I think it's because of what we talked about. See if I can scratch my nose. I think it's uh, what we were talking about. But the kids and stuff like that. Life is so heavy. It's easy to just let let that go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. While you, you know, tend to kids are necessary and important to you need to tend to them. But at the same time, you can't no, it's neglect. Not. Just let them go. <laughs> let them go. Just let them go. Uh, but you have to. You know, you have to. You have to still be intentional with your spouse and whatnot. And yeah. so. I don't know, just thoughts as you we were talking and yeah. things like that. Because I don't ever want to go back to where I was, you yeah. know. I'm the one that left my husband because we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing, you yeah. know. We were so far, so far, mm-hmm. like, just not united. Yeah. Not living well, not living for Christ, not letting the Lord <clears> be the center <throat> of our marriage. Um, yeah. So, anyway, hmm, a lot of, a lot of meat there. Yeah. A lot of meat. That's crazy. Oh.
0: but what, So one of the things that she talks about in this book, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody um, if you decide you want to read it.
1: We're um, sitting on the floor, so we have to keep adjusting because our legs fall asleep because we're old. And Lisa Turkhurst is sponsoring us.
0: Um, Thank you, Lisa. Hey, girl. Okay? Um, so one of the things she talks about is um, there was a point uh, last year where she had a problem and she was in so much pain, like she couldn't, she couldn't function. So they took her to the hospital and she was in the hospital for 5 days and no matter how much pain meds, no matter what they did for her, there was nothing that would take away the pain and they couldn't find the problem. And the whole time she was just praying and it was like, "God, why won't you take away this pain? Why won't you take take away this pain?" Well, come to find out she had a colon issue that generally what happens is the colon part of the colon will rupture and the pain will go away and you think you're fine and then people mm-hmm. die because yeah. they're septic. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, I'm not leaving this hospital until we figure out what is going on because I'm in so much pain. Well, they found the problem right before it ruptured, and you know, is she that diverticulitis uh, was a uh, can't remember. I better, go ahead. So anyway, input. So anyway, um, <laughs> so after the surgery, she realized there was a reason God didn't take the pain away if he would have taken the pain away it would have been because her colon ruptured and she would have died Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know I think about that and she parallels it with our life circumstances we just want God to take the pain away because he can he has the capability I mean he's all-powerful but he knows what's best for us and so he kept her in that pain so that she would be the driving force to say no you will find out what is wrong with me before mm-hmm. i leave this place um, and i just wow. think about i just think about my relationship with my ex-husband and it was like i would have stayed with him mm-hmm. in a rotten marriage with him cheating on me until the day i died wow. i just would have and had i done that i would have foregone mm-hmm. you know having what, steven in my life yeah. who actually puts the effort in and actually cares about me. Um, and, you know, had it not been for that pain of just being so uncomfortable with all the affairs that I just couldn't. And it's not like he was cheating all over the place. It was basically, it was three affairs. It wasn't like it was, you know, yeah. 89 different people. But, um, but anyway, I just, it just Blew my mind because I'm sitting there and I'm and I know this stuff Mm -hmm. but the way she paralleled it to that colon situation I was like Because you know me you were with me Mm -hmm. during that period and I would have stayed with Barrett and But one day there was a moment where I was texting him and I was like, hey, I need you to focus on This and he's he was like, I don't understand why this is so important to you And I was like because you will have a fourth affair. Yeah, and when I typed that in it was that pain before the colon ruptured yeah. i read i saw it for myself mm-hmm. and i was like i can't be here for a fourth one yeah. i can't i can't do that mm-hmm. and that was that moment for me yeah and i stayed for another couple of weeks hoping that he would respond to the conversation that we were having in a way that he would seek healing and he didn't and so um, that was that pain, just mm-hmm. sitting in that pain, asking God to take it away. Cause I wanted nothing more than to have a husband that loved me and that loved the Lord. And that just wanted to live, you know, his greatest life on this planet, looking forward to eternity so that he could look his heavenly father in the eye and say, you know, I did the best I could. Yeah. I drained Every ounce of joy, every ounce of energy, every ounce of strength you gave me on Mm. this planet for the people around me. And that just wasn't the case. However, because God allowed that pain to happen and I was able to take care of it, I was able to walk through the divorce. I was able to walk through the breaking off of something that was not good for me. Now I'm living with a man who is exactly all those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, two thoughts I have. So the the colon, you know, how she ties that Mm -hmm. and uses that to illustrate, it probably shook you in the way that it did because it allowed you to be out of the situation and see it objectively, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And so hearing you talk, and also hearing you express and process your realization in reading her story and how your story kind of lays on top of it, you know what I mean? Mm Same story. There's someone in my life right now um, who is in a tough marriage, a very tough marriage. Mm -hmm. And they have commented that um, it's actually impacting their faith. Like why would God allow this to keep happening? Mm -hmm. I still love this person, but yet it's not getting any better. If anything, it's getting worse. And I know I have to make some changes and whatnot, but it's so hard. And, you know, as... Like my role is just to be supportive and sit there and whatever, like in this this person's life or whatever. But I I don't know. I can't wait to hear their thoughts when they hear what you just said. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, because they know that the end is coming and they know that something drastic needs to happen because it hasn't for you know ten years mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. And like it was my case in my heart, I'm just like, don't lose your faith. Mm-hmm. Don't lose your faith. So then I'm I'm petitioning. You know to the Lord on their behalf and you know trying to intercede and whatnot and mm-hmm. you know God can mm-hmm. but he has chosen not to and I'm like but Lord you don't want this person to lose their faith in you and God tells me the faith shouldn't be what based on what I do it's on who I am
0: yeah the and, faith is definitely not yeah. on the
1: circumstance well and I know that but I just see the surface I just see right. it for what it is I see my friend hurting right I see them in a very hurtful painful relationship and just wanting whatever and as much as i urge get out get out or do whatever do all the stuff Mm -hmm. that might not be god's plan right now is your friend gonna watch this i hope so all right can i say something to your friend Yes. say it to the
0: friend 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 here's the thing this is the thing that uh, i hope this doesn't okay it might it's not it's not
1: infidelity i will say No. no no no. okay
0: here's the thing that i need you to know friend is that jesus loves you he is with you in it and he is for you, in it, he is not sitting outside of your circumstance watching this go down. He is in every single moment of it. And the thing you need to know about that is he is shedding tears over your situation. He is so sad that this is happening. And just like a child who is running out into the street, Mm. I mean, it is like you see it coming and he is trying to help you. He is snatching you out from the street to protect you. But the thing that you have to understand is that he feels it even more than you do. He hurts for you every, and here's the thing that you don't know is that he knows the things going on in your husband's heart as well. He knows the heartbreaks going on in your husband's heart. So not only is he taking your burden, Mm -hmm. he's taking your husband's too. He sees the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And it it hurts him as much as it hurts you, but even more. Because he sees it yeah. double. And he wants to fix it, but if he fixes it, he's going to take away a blessing for you. It will take away from what he wants to do in you right. if he takes it away. There's so much more that he wants you to become because of this circumstance. And if he takes it away from you, you will not become that you will just take the easy route. So one of the ways that I always explain that is there's two ways to get off drugs. The first one is you go through rehab, you sweat it out, you hallucinate, you go crazy, you do all (laughs) the things. Or they can give you a pill. They can give you a pill. It'll knock you out. You'll wake up. You didn't have to go through the detox. You didn't have to do any of that stuff. But here's the thing. The people that take the pill, they are more likely